What's up, Baltimore? It's your boy, Nick Burr. And with it being National Travel and Tourism Week, the No Picks After Dark podcast with my guy, Aaron Dante, will be doing a four-part special series sponsored by Visit Baltimore. So get ready, turn up your volumes, because you'll hear all about the power of travel with Baltimore's hospitality community and how they all came together to create a great experience for visitors, whether you're from out of state or right around the corner. So welcome to Baltimore. Ayo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome back to No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a fabulous guest coming on the show, Mr. Jason Bass. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm good, Aaron. I'm good. Man. Thanks for having me. Hey, tell the audience a little bit about you, man. Tell a little bit. Bro, uh, born and bred in Baltimore. Um, live in the city and the county. Um, and, you know, I'm really, I'm really uh, proud of, of, of my city. Um, so, you know, every chance I get, I, I try to do something that like, that, uh, impacts the, the, the city, the county, whatever, just to, just to, uh, to make it a better place. I love it. I love, I love, Bal- I love Baltimore, man. Uh, what's your, like one of your favorite childhood memories of Baltimore just growing up here? Bro, there's like so many things, man. Like this place really, it really shaped me as a person. I had a chance to move away between the age of, uh, I think, 9 and, and 12 to Southern California with my family, right? And it was good to get away and get those experiences. But when I came back um, to Baltimore, that's when, that's when things really, uh, really changed me, you know, the stuff that was around me. So being a kid and, and just, like, you know, going to a neighbor's house and they have frozen cups, you know, um, or... Um, you know, playing in George Hill Park or going to some of the festivals that would happen uh, in the city. I mean, it was just so many things, dude. It was, it, it's such a great place. That's awesome. I always tell people my favorite part of when I, my childhood, growing up here, is going down to Lexington Market and grabbing peanuts from the peanut man. And oh, then, warm peanuts, yeah. Yeah, the warm, those <laughs> nice warm peanuts, man. Then we would travel up to the old Memorial Stadium on 33rd Street and we'll yeah. watch, we'll go watch Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murray. Eddie, 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 Eddie. So those are my fondest Baltimore memories when I was a child, as a child growing up. It was funny. You just reminded me of a, a thing. I, I used to love when my father took me to, down to Corned Beef Row, and we would go to, to Lenny's Corned Beef, which is closed. And, um, and, you know, we would get a lean corned beef sandwich on Kaiser Roll, you know, spicy mustard, a pickle, birch beer. It was like a whole ritual, like. Uh, and I never, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that, man. <laughs> oh, man, that, that's you bringing back good memories, man. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you have going on at Hotel Revival and like, what's your role there? Give us a little. Uh, yeah, yes. So um, the way this relationship kind of started, because it's worth having some backstory is, um, you know, I was just a fan of the place. I used to come here frequently uh, because I love Topside. Um, I love the entire building. I thought it was beautiful. Um, so, you know, as a customer, uh, I gained a great appreciation for the space. And then, um, as I was launching, uh, the night brunch, um, you know, which is a, an event series with DJ impulse, my, my partner on the project, we were looking for venues to, um, to host the event. And of course, Topside was like number one on the list, that great view. I mean, it's gorgeous. And, um, you know, starting to do events here, uh, for that and, you know, um, some, some additional programming where they needed um, help. And that matured into a consulting role, um, which Dante Johnson, the GM of the hotel, um, saw as an opportunity to try to 
uh, execute his vision for the space, right? It's, it, and, and that began January 1 of 2020, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, everybody thought that 2020 was going to be their year. And this, for me, was like one of those moments, like I signed on like an amazing client. I was really excited to see how this one was going to go. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we, we really uh, transitioned from trying to figure out how to utilize the, um, you know, the spaces and outlets within a hotel uh, and activate those for, for customers and events to, all right, well, you know, we, we, we've always been known to really be uh, community focused. How do we focus more on the community that's surrounding us? How do we provide them with resources? How do we, um, how do we you know, help the people that are in need at the moment? That's so, so it, yeah, yeah, thanks. So, so with that being said, um, you know, I was around so much they, they couldn't get rid of me. So, um, <laughs> because I loved I loved being here, and they were and, and uh, uh, the GM Dante said, uh, you know, what would it be like if um, you know if we were to, able to create uh, a role for you? So we kicked around some ideas and um, came up with the title Director of Culture and Impact, and created the position uh we went over what the responsibilities would be and it's the first time it's, it's been done um at Hyatt I mean I, I give you a little tidbit I, I slid by the other day to check it out and I, oh. was, I was blown away I was like this this is gonna be the spot for the summertime I mean that view oh yeah bro. that view <laughs> that view is just unreal and um it was just beautiful to see things like that and I'm happy to hear that you are you know signed on with that like happy to hear that Dude, I really appreciate. It. I wish I was here when uh when you stopped by. I had to take a. I'm usually here every day. Like I pretty, I'm, it's like I live here seriously. But uh, I took yesterday off to work from home because I've been here like just just about 14 days straight. Um, but that's completely out of love. And I am currently at Topside, so you really can't see the view right here. But we're up on the 14th floor, so it looks cool. Like Mount Vernon is looking gorgeous. The whole city's looking fantastic right now. Beautiful. I love it. I like. To, I like to not be. I like to go by myself. Don't have to announce myself. I can check my own and take and walk at my own pace. So that's why gotcha. I like to slide through there. So this week we're talking about the power of travel. Yeah. You know, for the National Travel and Tourism Week. Well, you know, travel. What does that mean to you? And like, as far as the region and the region we live in, the city, just traveling. Man, bro, travel is everything to me. Uh, like I was saying earlier, like even getting a chance to. to to move to Southern California as a child and experience that. And then um, even just traversing my own city, you know, East, West, South, you know, uh, North Baltimore, you just learn so much from all the different communities, all the different people and the different cultures and subcultures that exist even locally. Right. I, I think experiential learning is one of the most powerful ways to, to, um, to uh, just become, you know, more exposed and knowledgeable about what's going on around you, right? Like you get to actually interact with what, whatever's happening, you know, while you're traveling. And, you know, the only way we really get to know each other in, a, in, a, in, a, in an intense way is through the kind of cultural exchange that happens when you're, when you're traveling, right? Um, so I think, it's, I think it's immensely important that we, that we travel and that we challenge ourselves to be in places that we might not be familiar with we might not have any like current friends, um, you know, there, but, uh, you know, it's not to say we won't make some new friends and, um, and learn a little bit about ourselves in the process. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I love traveling. I love meeting new cultures. 
I love bringing people to Baltimore, showing them the whole city. I show them everywhere, mm-hmm. east to west, you know, south, north. I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to take you a crab cake at Lexington Market. I'm going to take you up the northeast, get a Coco's crab cake. I'm going to take you everywhere so you can get the whole perspective of it. Because I think Baltimore yeah. is one of the most beautiful cities in America. I really believe it. I really love being here. I love living here. And uh, it's just, it's a beautiful place that and when you come, it's like, people are, are like, wow, I didn't know Baltimore had all this. I'm like, I love it. I love being here. That's always the that's always the reaction, right? Um, first of all, I'm going to say let's spread all that vibe that you just talked about to, to to everyone, as many people as we can. But it's so crazy that so many so many people who come here and have an opportunity to to get you know get to see the city through our eyes, like people like you and I, like they always respond with the shock and the awe, like oh I, I didn't know that this was going on, I didn't know this was so great, the food is so amazing. The people with this and that, you know, like, oh, this is this is different from what they say on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so you got touched on it a little bit in, in your beginning, and you said something about the community in the hotel revival. You guys, how'd you guys work together? You know, just the community during this time of the pandemic. Like, like you know, you lean on each other at this point. You're in Mount Vernon, historic neighborhood, correct? And yeah, it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful neighborhood. And how are you guys, how would you guys work with the community during this time, during pandemic? So the initial response really revolved around the communities that were uh, impacted and most publicized at that point, which is like the service industry, right? And I mean, we, we had so many, I mean, this whole building is, it, it's all about hospitality, it's all about the service industry. And we have so many people that are employed in Baltimore through those, um, through those same types of businesses. So you know, it was all over local news, all over the national news, just about what was happening to service bartenders, you know, all, just that whole, um, just, just that whole profession, all those professions. And, you know, we were like, okay, well, what, what would make them with their life a little bit better right now uh, that, you know, we could, we could give them, you know, that we, and we would have access to, right? So I had some relationships, um, through night brunch with a couple food vendors, uh, a local organization called Hungry Harvest. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but shout out to Evan, the CEO, for being um, for always being a, a champion of the people and responding quickly to, to requests. You know, when it comes to <laughs> providing food to the community, um, and you know, I presented the idea to the team, like, all right, well, hey, how about we, you know, utilize the space downstairs as a as a um, in the hotel to, to gather, you know, food that's been do- donated to us from like coastal sunbelt, hungry harvest, et cetera. Uh, coffee was donated to us through ceremony. Um, McClintock distillery gave us um, hand sanitizer. Uh, and there were a few other really amazing partners, like some, some, another local florist gave us flowers. Right. So, so we bagged all of this stuff up. Sometimes we would even cook hot meals along with that big cookies and, we, we used, we created this, we, we changed the kind of the hotel into more of a hub, right? Where we could collect all this stuff, we could organize it, we could package it, and then we could distribute it to the community. And, you know, we called, a, I called out, reached out to a friend, David Seal, and at that point he had just launched um, a nonprofit. It was the beginning of a nonprofit. So um, he really responded quickly to, to the restaurant in, uh, industry reached out to him and say, hey, can you help me get this word out? 
and um, him and I really pushed to, to, to get this out to the people um, that we were, we were closest to and then we're just spread, right? So every week here at the hotel, you know, we would, we would give out anywhere from 150, 200, you know, fresh bags of, of produce and other resources. So we had toilet paper just hanging out at the hotel at the point where it was, uh, you know, it was like gold, right? Uh, you couldn't find it anywhere, but we had it as, you know, in surplus because we had already ordered so much, not knowing the pandemic was going to hit, but just thinking that we would need it for the guests. And now we don't need it for the guests because, <laughs> because not that many were staying uh, with us, except for first responders that we were giving rooms to um, for free, right? So, so you know, now we're, we're, we're building these great bags. We've also given out, you know, 150 to 200 hot meals, you know, on a weekly basis. That's in combination. And then whenever we would have like um, an exorbitant, uh, like more than what we could distribute from the hotel, food-wise, resource-wise, all that kind of stuff, I would, I would call over to, um, you know, uh, my guy Robert Stokes in the 12th district. And uh, I would say, you know, hey, we got all this stuff. Like, who needs it? Like, what's up with the senior citizens? And he would plug me into a senior, senior uh, home uh, that housed anywhere from 70 senior citizens to, you know, a few hundred. Right. So we would, so me, Dante, his brother, you know, and who, whoever else, you know, had a truck would pack our trucks up and then ride over to these, these senior, senior homes and just, you know, whatever was less or wouldn't spoil, we would, we would give it out. So it, it just became like, that was like the beginning of it all. Wow. That's powerful, man. <clears throat> That's that very powerful. powerful. That is very powerful. That is very powerful. Wow. You should check, uh, uh, at that point, Dante did a, uh, an interview with CNN, and I think it was it really captured a lot of what was going on. And Devin Allen, the local photographer, of course, and, and hometown hero, he was just around the, the neighborhood while we were giving out, um, you know, food, peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, that kind of stuff on the back. And he's like taking photos of the food going out, and he just gave it to us. He was like, here, here you go. Like, you know, that's, that's a lot. Of, that's, that's real Baltimore love right there. Um, and then they were using those pictures on CNN. It was just a crazy, a bunch of crazy stuff that was happening. It was just incredible, uh, uh, incredible demonstration of how awesome Baltimore is. Wow, folks! I mean, I'm about to, I'm about to tear up over here to hear all the hear the story. <laughs> I wouldn't I, even judge you, bro. Not that I have uh, a son, man. I, commercials get me. It's amazing what the strength of Baltimore and the resilience we have, and how we help others out. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing. That uh, that's a beautiful thing. And what I'm going to do real quick is we're going to be right back. I'll do two minutes, right back. About 30 seconds or whatever. We'll be right back, folks. Hotel Revival is a beautiful 107-room, 14-story boutique hotel located in the heart of Baltimore's historic Mount Vernon neighborhood. We offer a vibrant guest experience, a rooftop restaurant with a signature bar, all with thoughtful design. The hotel embodies Baltimore by supporting local artists, and small business owners. Come for a well-crafted cocktail and stay for the vibes. For more information and to make your reservation, go to www.revivalbaltimore.com or at Revival Baltimore on Instagram. And we're back, folks, with Mr. Jason Bass. He was just telling us this amazing story about how we, you know, the, the community, how we help the community out, Hotel Revival, helping people with warm meals toilet paper that was gold at that time pandemic. I remember that you couldn't find it anywhere. Giving out the going to senior citizen homes. That's what a ball, that's the strength of Baltimore. I love Baltimore. That's what it's all about. So let's get into 
when the pandemic happened, did you really think it was going to last this long? You just started a new job. Twenty. <laughs> you're like, all right, this is, and then you know everybody's thinking when it first came out, we're, we'll be gone for like two or three weeks, back to normal. What did you think about this whole situation now? <laughs> so, so my fa- my mother is a complete like rainbow shooting optimist, right? Like she is. She's a fairy on earth. She is always like um, super positive about everything. And my father is the exact opposite. He's like a complete fatalist, right? Like, you know, nothing, good news is always going to be something wrong with it, right? Like, um, so I like to sit somewhere in the middle, right? And I'll go back and forth depending on what's happening. So, So in this particular case, when it came to the pandemic, I had to think like, you know, where I was going to sit on this one. And I really was very, very worried for, um, uh, for a while, not about actually catching COVID per se, um, because, uh, you know, I was still out and about, like, I think it was more important to be there for the people than it was to worry about my personal safety, you know, being out there, even though I, I took all the safety measures, like in the beginning, man, we were, we were gloves on all the time, you know, like it was doing, still it didn't, it wouldn't have made any sense though, right? We were touching things and then <laughs> taking a glove all touching that thing again. And it was just like, it was just stupid. Right. But, um, but we all did what we thought was right. And I didn't necessarily see uh, a way through it. Um, so I knew it was going to be around for a while. Uh, and as soon as they started shutting stuff down, that was like the greatest from a from a global like a like national and global perspective like shutting stuff down businesses you know closing up schools and um like bro we were supposed to be uh his his i knew something was wrong too like it really shocked me and this is kind of um you know we were i was working on a project with visit baltimore um and it was supposed to be in march at south by southwest right and we were taking we were going we were taking night brunch along with us and i was so excited again 2020 was supposed to be the year so we were getting, we, were, we had all these plans. We had just gone down and done a, and did a site visit and like secured everything, secured the venues. And they were like, there were rumors taught like um, that South by Southwest was going to be shut down. And I was like, no, 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 they'll never shut down South by Southwest, right? Like it's too big of a thing. Like get, get out of here. And when they shut it down, I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like I was, I got my zombie kit. I got my zombie survival kit ready. You know, it was just, I knew it was going to be around for a while. That's, I love that. I love hearing that. I mean, I think we all kind of knew it was going to be a a long time when they closed schools down. And uh, I remember it was my 40th going into this year, not that year. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it for like, you know, I'm looking forward to it. 40th, that's the big one. And um, we had plans to go to California. We had a nice place in Manhattan Beach. And they were like, nah, we can't make this happen. (laughs) Like, oh, chill, bro. <laughs> you know, so it was like, you know what? It is what it is. But again, fortunately, you know, my, you know, my family's healthy and my parents are healthy and that's key, you know, during, during this whole process. And, you know, we lost a lot of lives, unfortunately. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we all learn as people and grow and just become resilient and stronger after this and learn from our mistakes, you know? So. Hundred percent, man. Hey, uh, happy belated, bro. When's your, when's your birthday? June 25th, June 25th, 1980. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. My, so mine my, my was March 9th, and I'm 1980. Oh, congrats. And Your birthday's coming up. Congratulations. Right? Or just oh, it passed. Yeah, it passed. Passed. It passed. It passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I was thinking the same thing. I was like, ooh, 2020, turning 40. Had a whole big party planned. It was, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's a different world we live in right now. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So how did Hotel Revival adjust to New Norm? How did you guys adjust to it? I mean, this past year, how did you guys adjust as far as hotels trying to get more people in? Or was there any more like deals? How did you guys try to get to be normal? Try to get a bit normal, normalcy back in your guys' corporation. So, you know, we're a full service um, hotel, right? So we have, we worry about heads and beds. We worry about food and beverage, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, when it came to the hotel, we made ourselves available for first responders um, as quickly as possible to give them free or deeply discounted, you know, rooms or whatever that they needed, um, you know, to be here and to help out our community from a health perspective. Because uh, we're not too far from, we're very close to the University of Maryland, but we're not too far from Hopkins either. So um, they, really, we, we, there wasn't a lot of, you know, people even staying at a hotel outside of them. And um, there wasn't a ton of pressure to really market, you know, towards, towards getting people to stay, right? Um, as you would imagine, like, you know, you, you would, in the beginning, you thought you needed a hazmat suit to just go in and, like, you know, interact with people, let alone clean a room, you know, that a person has stayed in, you know. Um, so we, we were all kind of learning as we went along, of course. Um, and then when on the food and beverage side, um, you know, we didn't have full staff. You know, there wasn't a, a reason to, to, to do that, right, because um, the demand wasn't there. And legally, you know, we didn't, we didn't know what was happening locally, right, or nationally when it came to, to laws to protect people from, from COVID. So, you know, we, we just shifted a little bit where it made the most sense. And, you know, if we could, um, you know, we, we got together with like delivery services and delivered food. We even at a point created an entirely new uh, restaurant uh, kind of setup, which was we, we named Topside Outside. So we took the whole Topside experience, moved it down and put it in the uh, former valet section on Maryland. Um, Maryland Avenue on that side of the hotel uh, did a mural uh, did a street mural with uh, local artist Will Watson um, uh, to, to knock that out and bring in some storytelling elements from, from Baltimore City and the community around and put out some chairs, a bar, little Bluetooth speak speakers, we created a vibe and that went on until it got too cold right so we were at least able to, to, to bring some of those, those F&B you know, you know family members back while that was happening. But then, you know, uh, um, we, we had a surge and a spike and um, around Baltimore, around the nation. So everything kind of shut down again. So at that point, we just, we were like, look, this is too, you know, we can't keep yo-yoing our staff, you know, taking them on and off um, unemployment, you know, that, that's not fair, it's not fair to anyone else. So let's just shut down for a while. And while we're shutting down these spaces, um, they're now available for people who might need it the most, right? And who needs it the most? People who have potentially lost like their physical restaurant due to like COVID as well, due to the pandemic, you know? So, you know, we, we I reached out to a couple of people that I, that I knew in the city who um, might've been able to really uh, take advantage of an opportunity of cooking in a, a kitchen here at no charge, right? And, you know, if, they, if, if that's what they needed. Um, so the Urban Oyster ended up being on the second floor of the hotel in a kitchen space that we didn't use. And then Breaking Bread, um, you know, which is formerly out of uh, Southwest Baltimore and Pigtown, uh, they were looking for a space. So they came up to Topside 
and both have been able to operate their business, fulfill catering contracts, um, donate food to the community, and still run their business and play their employee, employees, you know, along with whatever else, you know, they, they were able to accomplish, you know. Um, so that's, that's basically how we, how we move forward. <laughs> and you guys are doing big things, folks. They're doing some big things. Come to Baltimore. You got to check it out. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Beautiful, great entrepreneurs, people helping each other out to get through it. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so excited. Just, you know, I'm, I'm getting hungry right now. We mentioned all those food places now, too. Getting real hungry. <laughs> so now that things are opening back up, hopefully, you know, people are getting back out, starting, starting to move a little bit differently out here in the world. A lot of people are getting vaccinated now. Um, people are starting to travel. Um, they're traveling. People are, you see it on TV. They're traveling. Um, mm-hmm. What are you guys doing to get the hotel back and getting people back in those those rooms and those restaurants and things of that nature? Well, you know, shout out to the people who are fully vaxxed, you know, like myself, you know, I'm ready to move about. <laughs> I see that the whole world is ready to move about, right? Um, well, you know, what we're doing is, you know, we're, we're maintaining, um, you know, our standards of like care so that we make sure that people still feel safe, vaxxed or not, right? Like, we're still, everybody's still keeping distance, still wearing masks, we're doing temperature checks, you know, um, you know, our, our cleaning procedures haven't, haven't changed. You know, we've, we've, we've just made them better over the, over the time, over the year. Um, so, so there's that, right? And then, you know, as we took a, we took a, we took this time to also, you know, start to, to look at what, you know, how can we create a better experience at different places within the hotel? Um, that, that might have been lacking before. So the first floor um, has been under construction for a few months. Construction is going to end shortly. Um, and, and we're going to have a new cafe downstairs called the Dashery. We're also going to have like a little special bar situation. We're not going to talk about that yet, but just keep your eyes open for that one. That was going to be amazing, right? That'll be on the first floor too. Um, there's uh, on, the, on the second floor, we're building out a service bar um, that will be able to provide cocktails and other, you know, uh, anything else, um, you know, from the far side of the lobby. Um, so if we host events or do activations, like now, now there's, there's a way to, to service those people there. And then, um, you know, we're bringing Topside back on the 15th of April, right? So everything is about to be completely activated. And that's along with, you know, the Urban Oyster, it's, a, it's along with Breaking Bread, and other, like, once we start bringing back in other uh, partners from the community, right? Like, we recently just did an event series for Air Max Day that lasted all weekend with Tashia from the sneaker exhibit. Like, we had people and energy and, 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 like, the cash register was ringing and cocktails were being, you know, slung from across the bar. Like, it felt amazing to, like, see us, like, starting back up again. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that along with um, other, like, hybrid programming ideas that incorporate like in-person events along with like virtual elements to it and you know really promote that we we did win best vacation you know last year so <laughs> so okay you know so we're just gonna you know amplify that as much as possible you know and, and give, give people a, a space where they feel comfortable and have a lot of fun and get out of their homes you know nice nice where can we find you on social media, TikTok, you know, all the, all the media, all that crazy stuff that's out here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so personally, uh, everything is branded 
Jason C, the letter C, Bass, B-A-S-S, from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. And, you know, if people want more information or be connected to the, to the hotel, uh, on Instagram is Revival Baltimore. Same thing as on Facebook, right? So definitely check that out and uh, look what's to come. Hey, brother, I appreciate you taking time out today. Sit down only for a quick, you know, quick chat. And it's just a beautiful thing to see what's going on in Baltimore. And I hope the world hears this. I'm hoping that when travel opens back up, guess what? People from the region be coming down here, checking out Hotel Revival, checking out Topside, checking out all the restaurants, things that you guys are doing. So we really salute you and appreciate everything that you were doing for the city of Baltimore. Yo, Aaron, man, that means a lot, man. You're a complete pro. You killed this interview. I've never felt more comfortable. You know, you gave me the you gave me the hard hitting questions when I was ready for it. You know, so uh, you know, keep doing amazing things and amplifying the uh, the efforts and the voices of people around the city. Hey, we hey, you know, it's one of those things. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Peace, people, peace, love, happiness. We out. <laughs>